0: Good morning. I'm excited uh, to be here uh, sharing God's word um, on Resurrection Sunday. Um, when I reflect um, on everything that the resurrection means um, for our lives, um, our salvation, um, our restoration, our reconnection to God, um, it's such a beautiful uh, opportunity to just celebrate that Jesus Christ is risen. And if we were together, you would say he is risen indeed. So let's say it again, like Christ is risen. Amen. We serve an amazing God. And even though I'm preaching from my bedroom, uh, I feel his presence. Um, and I'm so thankful for all of the different ways that we are continuing to connect. Um, I know that this Easter Sunday is, uh, just so different for so many of us. Uh, This is normally the day that we, it's a lot easier to invite our friends and our families who are non-believers, but I believe that God is moving. I know that God is moving, and there are people all over the world who are being touched uh, because their timelines right now are being flooded like they have never been flooded before with the gospel message. Uh, So join me um, in a word of prayer. Gracious God, we just say thank you uh, for gathering us today. You are a mighty, marvelous God. As we celebrate the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that we could ever receive, the Lord, I am reminded today as we talk about the importance and the power of memory on the Lord, how much or how important it is to remember your words in difficult times and difficult seasons. Uh, the lord so we lift you up this morning and it's in your son jesus name that we pray amen so as uh i want to thank uh Sarabi for reading the scripture passage uh really appreciate you taking the time to do that from downstairs but yeah so today we'll spend some time in luke chapter 24 verses 1 through 12 and uh I think the title that I want to use to kind of shape our time together this morning is Remember What Jesus Said. Remember what Jesus said. Brothers and sisters, memory uh, is a funny thing. And what's even funnier to me about memory um, is the fact that how multiple people can be in the same place at the same time, experience the same thing, but remember it completely different. Memory, brothers and sisters, shapes so much of who we are, so much of what we do, how we speak, speak, how we act, not just the information that we remember that we need to graduate from uh, grade school and high school and uh, the memory that we need to have for our jobs and things like that, but also how we remember um, life's uh, interactions. And it reminds me a lot of the times when me and my sisters are sitting around with my cousins and everybody's telling stories and, uh, and we just see the different point of views that come from some of the same things. And every now and then I'll look at my sister and I'll say, you know, she's telling the story like that never happened. And she'll say, oh, well, it did, but you just don't remember it. Or you don't remember it the way that I do. Because the other thing about memory brothers and sisters is sometimes when life interacts with our memories we can often, uh, forget, uh, some of the things that we should, we might forget minor details. We might forget feelings that over time, uh, what we, um, experience as memories can change. And it reminds me of a book, uh, by Miroslav Volv called The End of Memory. And it talks about how important it is to remember rightly because sometimes with our memory, we can allow our, our memories and our thoughts uh, to to be skewed by trauma, to be skewed by circumstance and not necessarily um, interact with them correctly. I believe as believers, it's also really important for us to constantly remember, remember who God is, remember what his word says, remember the promises that he made to us. Because sometimes brothers and sisters, In the face of disappointment, in the face of trauma, in the face of things that we just could not plan for or fathom, our memory can sometimes make us forget who God is. And we forget who God is when we forget what his promises are. It sometimes causes us to act in strange ways. And it happened today in our text because these women uh the women in the story who we don't find out who they are until later on in the verse um were marred with disappointment and understandably so there there's no judgment for these women there's no judgment for the other disciples because they had witnessed Jesus Christ being falsely accused They had witnessed him being betrayed and arrested. They had witnessed him get a guilty verdict. They they had witnessed him being beaten and stripped and beaten almost beyond recognition. Then they witnessed him being nailed to a cross. And seeing that cross raised on the mountain, they witnessed him being pierced in the side and they witnessed the crown of thorns being pressed into his head. This, their savior, who they had put their hopes on, who they had put their uh, their stake in their claim and freedom from oppression. They had put their hopes in Jesus Christ and they had witnessed him dying. And in the process of all of that trauma, in the process of all of that drama, in the process of all of the things that they saw happen at Calvary. Brothers and sisters, I believe, not only do I believe, but I know that they had forgotten the promises that Jesus has made. If you look at verses, uh, chapter 24, verse 1 through 4, it says this. But the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but they went in. They did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The first thing that stands out to me is that when we're consumed uh, by the memory of disappointment and trauma, we forget that God is always at work. See, brothers and sisters, these women had already gone to the tomb with a posture of defeat. They were sad. They had gotten spices. And if we know anything about that time, they were using these spices and the fragrances and the oils to adorn this dead body to slow down the decomposition process and to to take away some of the smell that happens when a body is decaying. And so because they had these spices, we know that these women went to the tomb expecting to see a dead body and anoint their friend. So these women had already accepted defeat. And as a matter of fact, they were so sunken in their defeat, they were so beaten down by their disappointment, that when they got to the tomb, they noticed it was rolled away. They 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 recognized that the body wasn't there, but they didn't recognize the presence of the angels standing beside them. Brothers and sisters, I think it's, funny to me that we do the same thing isn't it like us that when times get rough when we get disappointed when things don't go the way that we think that they should go that the first thing that we do when we are disappointed in the present is forget how good god has been to us in the past and brothers this is when we forget how god has how good God has been to us in the past. When we look back over the stories of our lives, when we look back through all of the things that we've gone through, when we look back to all of the things that we've overcome, we see that God has been with us time after time after time. We can think about the ways that God was moving when we didn't know he was moving. But for some reason in this moment, these women have forgotten. They have forgotten that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. They have forgotten that he healed the blind man and made the lame man walk. They have forgotten that he had fed thousands. They had forgotten Everything that Jesus had done and was consumed with the present. And brothers and sisters, just like us, when we get consumed with what's happening in front of us, when we get consumed by our present circumstances, it's easy to forget all of the things that God has done and all of the ways that God is constantly moving because we serve a God that never sleep, that never sleeps nor slumbers. But sometimes our disappointment makes us forget. And so in about verse four, it says, while they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. It says the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified on the third day. Rise again. Brothers and sisters, here is the the, the problem that we see in the text. The second thing that I want to point out is that when we live by what we see, it's easy to forget what Jesus said. When we live by what we see, it's easy to forget what Jesus said because they had saw him die They had saw him be crucified, and all they could do is they they couldn't get past what they had seen. And because they couldn't get past what they had seen, they had forgotten what Jesus said. Because the angel was reminding them, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? He told you way back when that he was going to be crucified and suffer and die, but that he was going to be raised on the third day. And had they remembered, they wouldn't have went to the tomb looking for the dead body, they would have been celebrating the risen savior. See, see, that's why scripture tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Scripture tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, brothers and sisters, for the believer. We should be much more shaped by God's word than by what we see. But in a see-it-to-believe culture, it's hard because everything in our nature makes us need to find proof. We got to see it. I got to see it to believe it. When God's word is calling us to have faith in him and believe in him and let our lives be guided by his word. Because sometimes the word that God has spoken to us doesn't match the circumstances in front of us. And when the circumstances in front of us don't match what it is the, uh, when the, the circumstances that we see don't match the word that God has given us we have to decide are we going to live by the word or are we going to live by our sight and I think more than ever brothers and sisters it is in those moments we have to allow ourselves to remember because things will get tough Things will get hard. Things will be uncertain. And it's in those moments we have to remind ourselves that God is good. All the time God is good. That God has never, we've never seen the righteous forsaken on his seed begging bread. We have to remind ourselves of God's word and all the ways that God's word has never come back void in our lives. So when the things that are happening in front of us don't make sense, we can remember God's word so we don't get uh uh thrown aside by the things that we see I hope somebody's at home saying amen right now so the next thing we see is this in verse 8 it then says this it says then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told this to the apostles Because the funny thing, a funny thing happens, brother and sisters, when we remember our posture changes. Because in the beginning of this text, they had the posture of mourners. In the beginning of this text, they had the posture of people who had been defeated. In the beginning of this text, they had the posture of people who were disappointed and let down and had no hope. But then they remembered God's word. They remembered Jesus telling them that he would raise. And all of a sudden, they went from preparing a a dead body to sharing the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ had done what he said that he had risen from the dead and here's where you see the transition and how important memory is because when when they had when they didn't remember their posture was of defeat. But as as soon as they remembered, it changed their outlook and it changed their approach. And not only did it change how they acted and how they interacted, but it also caused them to share. And when they begin to share, their posture and their excitement became contagious. Because the thing that I, the last thing that I uh, 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 recognized from this text is that I remember is uh, the, the the way that it leads us to act can also be a catalyst for somebody else. In verse 11, uh, 1 through 12, I'm mean 11, I'm sorry. In chapter 24, 11 and 12, it says this. is said. but those words seem to them as idle tale. And they told and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. See these the, these women once their posture shifted and they began to with excitement and belief share the gospel they, they 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 shared it with the other disciples and even though the other disciples didn't believe right away it at least caused the disciples to go see and brothers and sisters what an amazing witness to our lives because sometimes we take on more than we should because other people's salvation and belief is not necessarily my responsibility as much as it is to be a faithful witness of what God is doing what God has done and what God has promised and if and, and if i share the gospel with excitement if i if i share the gospel with belief if i share the gospel with faithfulness the 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 the, the the very least it will do is call somebody to go and see. Because, because if I live a life so excited and so thankful and so reflective of remembering the promises of God that it causes people to go to see, the Holy Spirit will do the work. See, these women had have been, have been, have been so impressed and so changed and so shaped by the gospel message, by the revelation of Jesus Christ's resurrection, that when they went and told the disciples this thing that didn't make sense, because the disciples had also forgotten, it was enough for them to go see. And it says that Peter went and saw, and when he saw the linen there by the tomb, he was amazed. Brothers and sisters, I want us to live lives that are guided by faith. Lives that are guided by remembering God's word, who he said he is and who he has called us to be. I want us to live lives where we can constantly... Live in a way that we are causing people to go see. It reminds me of the story in John 4 when, when when Jesus was at the well talking to the woman. And by the time they got done talking, she ran into the town and shared with everybody in the town, hey, come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. And, the, and 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 the people came to find Jesus at the well because of the woman's testimony and they believed because of his interaction brothers and sisters uh, as we celebrate the resurrection today we have to remind ourselves that yes things get tough yes Things can look bleak. Yes, if we focus only on what we see, sometimes there's no reason to be encouraged. But all we have to do is remember the word of God and let the word of God shape us and and, and empower us and challenge us and call us so that the people around us who have yet to believe can at least have the, 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 the desire to come and see. Because when they come and see, they will see the power and the beauty of the resurrection and the gospel message so today we don't celebrate the memory of a dead teacher we celebrate the memory of a risen savior we celebrate we celebrate remembering the word when god promised that he loved us so much that he would send his son to die on the cross so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We celebrate a risen savior because Christ has risen. And because Christ has risen, we have a chance at new life. We have a chance at reconnecting with God. We have a chance to be better than we've ever been. And when we go and tell the story, when we go and share all the ways that we remember how good God has been and how many ways he's he's promised us new life in him. I believe the world will be challenged and changed and called to come see we serve a risen Savior. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for those those reminders that come, those reminders that come in our darkest, deepest moments that remind us of your promise promises, that remind us of your grace, that remind us of your word, that we are people that walk by faith and not by sight, dear Lord. And in those moments, dear Lord, when we find ourselves struggling, dear Lord, remind us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm of the promises that you made to us. Lord, we are so thankful for the witnesses of these women. Lord, because we know and recognize, Lord, that sometimes things get hard and sometimes we are consumed by the things that we see. But we also are thankful because they didn't stay there. And so we are reminded that it's okay to be down as long as we don't stay. Because we have the gift of memory. The Lord, as we end our time today, as we end our sermon, the Lord, remind us to reflect in our toughest moments. Remember what Jesus said.